cool. Because I'm not about, I'm not putting up with him today. Yo, 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 what it is, what it do. We are live from Taste Lounge, and this is the Family Meal Podcast. We got a very <laughs> special guest. That's I don't even know so much. It's not Jace. That's my what mom. Is this? It's not Jace. It's not Jace. I guess they're just running their family. They just got to get behind the camera and just experiment. I know. It do. It running in it. How y'all related? You and Josh, how y'all related? Y'all mama? <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> My apologies. Before I was so... But you definitely in here trying to be Ava DuVernay. Huh? I was just making sure it was all for y'all. Oh. Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Lead camera woman. But I'm anyway. Spiky. What? Spike. Spike Yay. Spike Yay. Spike Yay, attorney as well. So yeah, some I mean I'm I'm, I'm I apologize. Me first and foremost, let me apologize to our guest. But I would guess him last week just kinda didn't leave. She just stayed. We came here. back in here, turned the lights on, she was still she was here. here. <laughs> Scratching her neck, talking about what you cooking. What do you mean what I'm cooking? What are you doing here? We gave her some bread, some water. That's funny. You know, but anyway, man, back to regularly scheduled podcasting. We got a very, very special guest. Uh, you know, we we got Morg as Morg W. You have Morgan. Yes, Morgan That's W. <laughs> <laughs> I try to go, like I said, I try to go by the handle. Um, Don't do it, She man. dying laughing. <laughs> like she weak. No muscles. I hate you, T. But anyway, we got we got Morgan hanging out. What's you know. up, y'all? We, uh, <laughs> right. I'm even worried. That's what me. it's gonna be today. She threw her she threw her podcast voice on. What's up, y'all? What's up? What's up? <laughs> she ain't sound nothing like that two no. minutes ago. That's <laughs> like when Gina got on the radio. What's up, y'all? Just <laughs> <laughs> out. <laughs> But that's what she's here. Um, so first and foremost, um, let me just give you an opportunity to just introduce yourself. Um, okay. Let the world know what you want them to know about you. And we'll for the take people that from. may not know you, I got you. Give them a little. All the people that might know you a little bit, but not that but much. Not really? Yeah. Gotcha. You. you. They know of you. Yeah. Now they can learn something. Exactly. That's what we here for. So I'm Morgan Walker. Uh, I have my own production company. Dang I throw man. events and concerts here in New Orleans, Louisiana, and you know, uh, nationally too. I've done some things in Tennessee and other states. So I'm just looking to grow and you know keep doing concerts and keep building New Orleans nightlife. Come on, nightlife. Mm-hmm. So how did production right. happen? Like, is that what you went to school for? Uh, no, I actually went to school. I went to Dillard. The shout out to them. Uh, I went for accounting, which is sort of like in the business field. But I did that for six months. I was working for a nonprofit, and then I just kind of been throwing parties. That was sort of always was my thing. Always was how I made money. I didn't really, you know, work like that. So this is a way for me to make money and hustle. And it just now it's a career field for people. And I've created it to be also my business. And it's just, it's it's fun. It's what I love to do. It's my passion. I make money doing it. And I just keep growing with it. So so when you started doing it, that's when it became your passion? When I really started being, understanding like the business aspect of it. At first it was just like fun. You know, it was like, oh, cool. I'm making, you know, working for other people, throwing parties, tell, inviting people, telling them come out. And it was like, oh, I'm making, you know, $500, $1,000, whatever. Until like, okay, let me actually understand what's going on it, with this system. Because it was kind of like a chain of things. Like, you know, you got your owner, your manager, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So it's like, it's that aspect of it because you have people that's your street team and you have your social media team. And you have your, you know, promoter, quote unquote, then you have your manager that you deal with with the venues and then you have your owners so it's like once you learn the chain of things and like build your relationships and everything just started growing so I just kind of was learning a business first and understanding what's going on so that took me a while and then I feel like now I'm at a point where I'm kind of making the calls so I'm, I'm at the point where I'm like okay 
this is what's happening. So I'm kind of like, you know, at the top of the food chain. <laughs> what did you start out? Did you start out at like what would be the bottom? And I, yeah, so I, I definitely started at what would be the bottom, like. Street team. Street team. Yeah, exactly. I used to work for um entertainment group that's huge in New Orleans. Uh, Here they do a lot of things at Metro and stuff like that. And I was passing out, me and my friend. You know, I got a little team together, street team, quote unquote, which is just my friends. <laughs> who I, you know, dudes I went to school with, hanging out. I was like, look. look. We putting on these T-shirts and we gonna pass out these flyers for Essence, and that's that's how it started. So it was like, look, I gotta, you know, I just, I just always wanted like, okay, if I'm making, I'm doing this little task and I'm making two hundred, you know what I'm saying? I know it's something big. Yeah. So that's that's how you want to think, like in any situation you want. You just like, okay, if I'm doing this and this allocating this amount of money. I know if I take it to the next level, I can make more money. So that's where I was at since the beginning. So did they come to you or did you? They came to me. Okay. Yeah. And I always say that too. This career chose me. Like I said, I was going to school for accounting. I was taught like my family is very, my mom didn't graduate high school, but she owned a business. And my dad, he had a trade that was like his dad instilled in him like, oh, if you don't, you know, you got to work in this household. So it's like, you don't have an education, go get a trade. That was kind of like. They little model, I guess. So, like, for us, he kind of was like, school, 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 education, education, don't work so hard like how I work. So, like, that was my thing. I'm just like, how can I get to the money? <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, well, I'm educated. I can go sit in somebody's office and make 80000 a year. Yeah. Or I could do what I love and make the same amount. So, that's kind of, that's how I know I chose my own destiny. Because what I, what I went to school for was somebody else's dream. But what I'm doing now is my own destiny. It's my, you know, what I want to do. That's real. What you got to say, dog? You look <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just listening, that's all. Okay. All right, that's what's up. Do you think your accounting, like, back background, does that help you in your business now? Um, not necessarily. And that's crazy to me because I definitely gonna be. I thought you were gonna be like, yes, of course. No, because school for me was always tough. It was never like something I, you know, was really excelled in. It was I wasn't in the principal honor roll anything like that. So school for me was like a job because I had to learn that. It was like, damn, like what I need to do to pass. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> And I just wanted to make sure I did that. It was not like I was actually learn. I don't know. I, I feel like I wasn't actually learning what school was teaching me. I just kind of was doing, going through the motions. But what I do what I do love and what I do, like, what I did gain from Dillard, because high school doesn't even count. I feel like I don't even remember shit. Did you go to Xavier for a year? I did. And let me tell you how I know this. Story time. You probably don't even Story this. time with Teapot. You probably don't remember this. This was... It wasn't English. It might have been like social studies. It was something stupid. It was like an elective. We sat right next to each other. What? And we used to cheat together. <laughs> See? Now you're telling my business. It was like... I told you like, like, I was going through the motions of school. It was like, like me, you... I don't know if Melvin was in that name. Say their names, T. Say their names, T. Call them cheaters out. Sally, you listening? It was like Sally, is you listening? It was like six of us, and we did have to do it. And then the next semester, she wasn't there. Yeah, no. I was like, this this not, no, I didn't get caught. No, we never got caught. Never got caught. It was, we had situations. It was about 80 people in that damn club. And guess what? When I went to Dillard, I still was at Xavier every day. That was like, what? The fun campus. I didn't want to be at Dillard. Type shit niggas doing college with me. Right, I was down to Xavier all the campus. Colleges, all the major colleges too close together. We was in Southeastern at Southern for whatever reason. Just no, like, no, <laughs> just reason. no reason. We, we was also in Rockefeller every Sunday too. Shout out to Rockefeller 2.5. What that got to do with campus? Because Xavier right there. I was in Rockefeller. <laughs> See, somebody can relate. I wasn't. I went to Rockefeller maybe once. Mm. I think 35 had a Party or something. Chilean team at a party. Definitely was. That was, the, yeah. that was the only time I ever went. That was the only time I ever been in Rockefeller ever. <laughs> Brittany on them. Right. That was my only time. That was fun though. That was my only time. After that, just me shot that bitch up. Say whoop. Oh lord. <laughs> that's, what more that's what happens in New Orleans clubs. 
No more. Well, not anymore. Now that we have some, you know, hometown heroes overnight life, you know, do the violent thing. So at what point, like, so you understood, like, if I'm making this too, if I'm making this, because this is interesting to me. If I'm making this too, I know it got to be other stuff. Like, when did you really get serious? Like, I'm not going to work for nobody else. I'm just going to do my thing. (laughs) Um, Probably pretty quick if you had the street team yourself. Um, no, it didn't happen pretty quick. It's a, she said um, she had to learn. It's a small industry. And uh, I feel like people weren't so willing to how we are now, you know, to give the game. So I, it took me about two, probably two years. And I got booked in Lafayette. So I got booked, right? Oh, Somebody reached out to me to host an event in Lafayette. They was um, offering up, which is he's a real close friend of mine now, like one of my best friends. But he owned a club in Lafayette at the time, and uh, called Club Heat. I don't know if y'all ever I used to be a UL. experienced you know? the UL nightlife, but you it was know? Club Heat. You ever heard? You no. was at South East. He ain't go that far. Okay, okay. He wasn't. He was, he was, yeah, he like he bad room. He was like, okay. oh, that's too far. That's not my life. So, yeah, he owned that spot. So he didn't know me, but he knew, like, I kind of was doing things here in New Orleans, like hosting and promoting for guys who were, who were popular. And mm. he reached out to me and was like, yo... We having a big party, homecoming. People keep asking about you. Can we book you? Blah, da, da. We'll give you $500, a hotel room. And, oh. you know, your friends. We got a section, bottles. So I'm like, why? Okay, imagine being in college and hearing that. I'm just like, what? I'm out there like, what? Don't say no more. So, boom, I went out there. And I just so happened to ask him, like, you know, how are you able to pay me $500, and you, my same, you know, you the same age as me, like, we both in college, he like, oh, I own a club. Well, that's right. Like, he like, yeah. There we go. So, I went in partnership, like, running it to me as I'm walking in the club. Like, this conversation is happening while we walk into the section. He like, I partnered with two other guys. We went in on this. He said, I took everything that I saved up from promoting, and this is how, you know, I'm able to pay you. He was like, I make a certain percentage out the bar, like, told me his bar percentage. He told me how they break down their door prices. He like, look, we charging people $15, $20 a head. It's a thousand, thousand people in here. here. You do the math. I got $500 to pay you. Plus. So that 10, uh, 500 New Orleans people are coming to see you. Right. Yep. He was like, so I'm get, I'm gaining another audience to my brand because I'm, you know, adding you to this component. So I, that just kind of stuck with me and never left. So, like, once I felt like he was a person that was giving me information, I just never lost contact with him. And like I said, till this day, that's like one of my good friends. Like I call him on a lot of business moves that I make before I make them because I just feel like people like that, you don't come across a lot. Yeah. So I had to keep him really close. And that's who made me understand like the $150, $200 people was paying me in New Orleans to do was I was worth way more than that. I was getting, you know what I'm saying? Here, so when I came back, I'm like, uh, I need $500 a week. I came back to Jax like, look, I need $500 a week. This was making money. And it was like, oh, okay. Can't not let, so at that point, I understood. Because you had I knew, a follower and they couldn't I'm let like, you go. I, I got something here. So that's where I was at. That's what, that's what that was life changing. So you started the, the company like within two years of you yeah. doing how was the first party that you booked? Like, you threw? Um, so, the first series was End Zone Sundays. I don't know if y'all are familiar with that. That was my first run with introducing myself what end zone? to New Orleans. What? what end Zone, what which is now Club Spades, okay. was End Zone at the time. Mm-hmm. It used to be Envy. Where yeah, yeah. So, okay, was, look, yeah, for, yeah, for the exactly. old niggas who went to Rockefeller yeah, and all that. So, look, it was Envy. They had fire sticks. Envy right. had fire sticks. Envy, yeah. 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 So, it was I'm envy. sorry. I'm, please be quiet. You're not the guest this week. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Envy became. He had they a new with the oldest. Jesus, what's going on right now? <laughs> yeah. what's, what's happening? Is so Jack's had closed down. Hob Sundays was closed down. So it was just the perfect opportunity for me to make a name for myself and um, a way to you know have other promoters respect. Like, look, I'm bringing people numbers out without y'all, <laughs> and uh, that, that's what that did. And now I work with the people that I used to work for. Bang bang. 
It's amazing how things work. You know. So, in in the promotion world in New Orleans, um, what what's 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 the hardest part about doing what you do? Um. Mm. Like, what's the one thing that like, the challenge that that ha- it probably occurs every every event, damn near, and it's just one thing you're just trying to fix. Or you know, like what's what's that 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 one thing that just like God damn it, you know? Oh, uh, venues. Hmm. So it's politics. It's politics. It's it's like who can get the date, who can get the venue, who you know what I'm saying, and it, it's politics, and that would be the hardest thing for me. Um, being that I'm young, I'm not one of the few females. I was about to say, does that play a part? A, a huge part because it's like, can you really produce what you saying, what you selling to me? You know what I'm saying? Because it's kind of like, as an audience, even people who come out to my events, you have I have to sell you something before you even come. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's, it's a tough job. It's not anything that's easy. And like people who kind of don't just go to events and don't really understand like the position that we're in it's like we really trying to make you pay for something that you never experienced in your life so it's like <laughs> why should i give you my money so it, i mean it's it's tough and like i said i'm dealing with i'm not only battling like trying to make sure that my clientele keeps coming back i'm also have to i also have to deal with other people throwing an event on the same day as me or you know venue saying look you can you sell, telling me you can produce fifteen thousand at my bar? You know you could bring five hundred people in here that's gonna buy two drinks, but I don't know because you never did anything here. So it's like all that takes time, and and that's what I mean by building a brand. Like I feel like I'm at a point now where, you know, any venue I kind of go into, it's like I have the resume to show like I've produced this number for this event even though my name may have may have not been on it i was a part of it and so that that's on my resume so i just try to keep up with all that quit touching shit <laughs> what's on your resume <laughs> oh no. wait come on Did she, she said i can take jim's spot no bruh she's <laughs> Bruh. What's on your resume? <laughs> Whoa. What is on your resume? <laughs> you like that question up. Yeah. I kind of about to go take a different sip. route, like, though. So, uh, let me, but the rest, like, so when you go in, do you bring, like... Physically? Yeah. No. Because if I have to do that at that point... I don't need to be... I'm at the wrong venue if they don't already know who I am. So most right. of the time, they know who I am. In my city, they know who I am. That's like... And and uh, why uh, kind of I guess why I wouldn't want to ask that question if it's not this soon is I'm more interested in what happens or w- what did happen when you couldn't produce numbers or was there ever a time where motherfuckers just didn't show up and yep. what do you how do you react to that? <laughs> um, and and that's what the business side of it that you know I learned late on in, in the game that's contractual information. Um, which is what I go in and discuss with the venue beforehand. And most of the time I try to put myself in a position where if nobody show up, I'm still gonna be sure. I still don't take a big mm-hmm. hit. You know what I'm saying? And so, I, 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 I probably, well, no, yeah. matter of fact, that should, because I, I understand that. You got it? I, I, I get that. But maybe somebody listening don't wouldn't fully I don't get that. that. I don't own a business. That's what I want to say. That's why mm-hmm. I, I don't want to stop you. So, like, finish that, and I guess I'll ask another question after my apologies. So... I'm gonna say this. You, it's your birthday, right? You like, oh, I want to throw this event for myself. I want to have it at this spot because I've been there. It's nice. It's dope. So you go there. Your situation may be like, oh, rental costs five thousand dollars. You know, oh, you gotta pay a caterer. You know what I'm saying? You already going into a situation where you eight thousand in the hole. So therefore, all the risk is on you. It's not on the venue. The venue you gave the venue their money. You know what I'm saying? In my situation as a promoter, what it is is that your venue needs to make money. So I'm in there to negotiate on how you can make money. Not necessarily on how I'm going to make money because that's none of your business because I'm going to make my money. But I want the venue to feel secure enough with me and my brand that I'm going to bring out X amount of people so that they can make their money off of food, drinks, hookah, whatever it is that their venue you know, provides for us. So... Certain cases, we'll use the metro, for example. Um, 
you know, it's a venue. Regardless of if they have an event or not, it's an operating venue. So they want to make money. They want to supply the, you know, they get liquor and alcohol mm-hmm. all the time. So they want people to come in there and spend money. So I'm a person that they can call because they need a thousand people because they don't have anything going on. No weddings book, no parties book, nothing like that. It's like, oh, our venue's sitting here, so we the money. I still got to pay the bill. Right. So. Yep. That's where like our pitch comes in where we like, okay, I'm a promoter in the city. I bring out two thousand people, X and Y. You know, I bring artists, I do this, you do that. So less risk of events is when I do, you know, not an artist. I'm just doing like a regular event. All white party or something like that. So like I said, it's kinda hard. Now I'm fighting with my clientele because I'm like, come to this all white party, give me twenty dollars. You don't know what you're you gonna, gonna get. Yeah. yeah, you don't know what you're so, gonna so get. Anyway, you gonna come in there? Yeah, yeah, they might be it might be packed, it might not. So like that's the risk I'm taking. It's like it'll be a brand hit because like I said, I've built that with the venue, I've already negotiated a contract that works in my favor. Not necessarily why I'm going in and it's like, oh, I'm fifteen thousand in a hole. I'm already it's a, yeah, it's like nobody show up. I'm crying. It's terrible, and I mean that's happened because that's that's happened. And, and I guess that's the question I was more so asking because again I get the whole you gotta do your talking, you gotta make shit work between you and the venue. But personally, that happened over time. I took a lot of L's. I, I've had pack parties. I've had parties that was, I mean, jumping. People probably maybe still talking about it. And it just didn't work in my favor financially. But it still produced for me numbers. It still produced for me something that I was able to sell long term. Mm -hmm. So I kind of think that's where we was at when we was younger. We was like, oh, it might not make sense now. But on the long term end, it made sense because now these people know I can produce this number. So they're going to, you know, be more they lenient. Trust you. Yeah, they'll be more lenient and like, okay, at first I needed you to guarantee me 5000 at the bar. But now, look, have the venue for free. So. That's right. Everything takes time. It, it was a process. Was there ever a point in that process where you like, <coughs> I'm walking away? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. And what stopped it? What um, happened? What caused it? I don't, well, I don't know. It was kind of it was the Cardi B situation. I'm glad you brought that up. So that was like <laughs> a so it was a pivot. It was a it was a high point in my. Is this something brand. I should know about? It was. You don't know about this? I probably do. I don't know <laughs> because that's why I, that's why I asked the question I asked before we started rolling. Oh, was there any? Yeah. No, of course not. That's do something you, I overcame. Do you, you want to? Explain it because Twitter was going crazy. Yeah, it Twitter was, was. It going. was a so like Twitter, Instagram, everything. And yeah, Twitter, it was like in a Twitter spirit. Like it was a viral moment. It was bad. It was, what but happened? this it was, but this is the part that kind of and I don't know if this kind of gave you some saving happened? grace or if wait, what what happened? Another promoter threw a, a party. Did y'all was it joint? It was. It was a partnership. <laughs> And Cardi didn't get paid or something. She got paid. Cardi got paid. But the rumor was the, <laughs> that Cardi didn't the get paid. The situation was that right. she didn't get paid. Okay. So, she, cause she did she get on the internet and say that? Mm-hmm. Like she got on the internet yes. and said like I didn't right. get paid. Okay, cool. And put his name out there. Yeah, she was like he didn't. That, so that was kind of the thing that saved me. The fact that she was being loud and flamboyant, but she was like. He didn't, you know what I'm saying? Which that happens in partnerships. You gotta take, and that's another thing I learned doing this too. It's like be careful who you, even if you contractually have an agreement with someone, if they don't hold up their end, it still affects your business. Mm-hmm. It affects your brand. So with the Cardi B thing, it was monetarily a gain, brand wise a loss because I had to take the hit. Of a decision that that wasn't mine, you know, I held up my end of my partnership. She was paid beforehand, you know. What happened after that? It was out of my control, but I had to. T- my brand had to take that hit, and you know, 
granted, people, you know, oh, it wasn't Morgan, it wasn't Morgan. And I was about to say that because that was the whole a thing lot of on people, Twitter. You everybody know, was like, everybody was it, like, oh, like, she does. We know she does with this business. other promoter how he rolls. Exactly. I have experience with this promoter. So what yeah, I saw, I was say like, who the is, no, I, I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't. It ain't, only I just wouldn't mention it because it's just like you don't want to even what give that person. Yeah, it's no like life. they don't exist in my city. Yeah. So, with that being said, that was no, a time where I was here. like, no more. I, I, I was like, yeah, I don't want to. Just it. text me. <laughs> he like texted I'll to tell me. You. I need, I'll tell you I need to know. I'll I need to know the team. What is it? It is noise. Because <laughs> I, I vaguely remember the whole Cardi B show. Just, so why would you say that now you vaguely remember but no because when you, when you, you know say like because when you get to what? the the whatever whatever I, I don't know like I, <laughs> you don't know shit I, like when I saw you last week I'm like you look familiar but I don't I'm not, <laughs> I don't know about man then I'm like oh alright so that's whatever whatever I don't I'm not in touch man I, I be trying I, I'm I'm partially so out of touch like, I be trying he, yeah. I be trying all, to get out all he do is stalk my page <laughs> You get out the kitchen much. I don't. I really don't. <laughs> he be working on his abs. That's funny. I be lifting pots and, and, and pans and shit. Yep. Getting together. Yeah, I be flipping pancakes, flapjacks. Try. But anyway. Yes. So after that situation, what 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 was your biggest takeaway from that situation? That um, I guess because from now you had to. You had to learn a whole lot. Oh, yeah. That I had to be real a fucking a real action-packed burst of just knowledge and information, whether negative, positive, whatever. What was your biggest takeaway from that whole thing? And, and, and how do you feel like that situation made you who you are or who you're becoming right now? Um, I That, for me, was like I had to take first, – first thing after it first happened, I had to take a personal approach. Because people just bashing and, you know, speaking negatively about the event was like it was they was talking to me. So first thing first, I had to personally gather myself. Like the first thing, you know, somebody called and told me was like, whatever you do, don't get on Twitter. Yeah, don't, don't get on Instagram. Yeah, so for a week, I just kind of was social media free. Um, I had a lot of time to think, like, what I did wrong. You know, just trying to figure out, like, what happened? Like, what happened to where this event wasn't successful, how it was supposed to be? Everything was going so perfect. It was a, it was promoted correctly. It that was, was what? Was that her first, like, venue. time in the city? It was her first time in the city. She was a great price. I mean, everything kind of was in favor. And then that last second of... Not paying attention to detail, I feel like on my end, and not really handling business, being um, being a boss how I needed to be, like stepping up, just kind of yeah, like so not good. really to having confidence in myself, like just kind of letting that person take the lead because I thought was that your first time working that was, with that person? Yeah, that was my first time really having like a big event, okay. and I thought this was a person who knew what they was doing. So I kind of let that, you know, them take the lead when I shouldn't have because I was right. ready. I really was ready. I was ready to, you so know, handle it on like my them. own. But like I said, I just didn't have that confidence. So when I took that week to kind of gather things and think about things like that, I kind of was like, okay, since I did gain from it, I'm going to go ahead and give everything back. So everything I made and everything that I invested into that, I reinvested it into my community. So that's when I started doing my, um, I do a Christmas giveaway every year for my birthday, which this will be my fourth year doing that. And then I also do a back to school giveaway, which would be my third year doing that. So that's kind of where I was at at the time. So I was like, let me start off there. Like all, all the money I made, because like I said, it was a it was a loss for my brand. Cause people was like, "Oh, bitch, you throw another concert. We don't know if they might, they might not come." You know what I'm saying? So I was like, ah, "Let me go ahead and get some uh, brand integrity going on." I'm giving all this. I mean, when I tell you every dime that I have, I gave back. I went back to zero because I felt right. like that was the only thing that could make me shake back. More like personally, this wasn't nothing to do with nobody else. This was what I felt like I needed to do personally. Start back from zero, and that's what I did. Did it? Did it? morally after it was done did it make you feel like were you like damn i only should have half ah, 
no. But that's I've, no, I've, that's why I am where, like that's why I am where I am now. Like what I did was the correct decision. It's, it happened already. Like you know, I'm a shake back. Uh, you know, I'm a fall under the wind like everybody else. Like either you hit a stay or you about to just Go. move out the way. Yeah. So I was like. I'm not moving out the way. At first, I, I was. I was like, you know what? I got a degree. I could go do anything I want to do. And I was like, you know, I'm not about to do that. I was like, I'm not about to do that. And I, I had friends, you know, who Larry, you know, Greg, who was still willing to work with me and make sure that my brand was still trusted. Like, look, that happened, but we still going to work with you. So that's going to show other people, like, look, so wh- she wh- does good business. We working with her. So... That situation made people like not want to work with you. No, so they honestly, it was a shock because the the my fellow peers and promoters they did nothing but support me because they understood and they've been burned. They know, like they've been burned before. So it's like people who do good business, we have to stick together, and that's kind of I feel like what it was at. So it was like, oh Morgan, that's fine. Put your, you can come do this event. And it was like, yeah, well, I'm back. Like, you know, I'm back. Oh, well, I'm back on the map. Cool. Y'all don't feel I'm that. Back. I'm like, okay. They're like, we know, you know, it, it, you, it was out of your control. So I'm like, yeah. How can I got to get my people back to understanding? Like, look at me, y'all. Look. So that that's where I was at for a long time. And it, that broke me down. And like I said, that just made me stronger and made me smarter. With making, you know, just being very particular with who I work with and how I work with them. And that, that's just where I'm at. You got to be. That's what you got to do. You got to be like yeah. that. You got to protect yourself first. That's why I always try to teach people, like, everybody, like, be selfish with your business. Be protective with your business. Be with your brand. Like, understand your work. Be confident, especially as a woman. I don't work with women a lot, barely. Why's that? In this industry, it's okay. It's just it's not women. You know what I'm saying? It's men. It's a male dominated industry because they're able to do what they need to do to get the deal done. Yeah. Like they don't. They it's, it's it's rugged. Like oh, you <laughs> think you're getting this date? Nah, I got. X amount of dollars and I'm getting this date. So it's like you have to be ready and willing to step up and step step up. You got to step up and make people understand, like, look, I'm running this show. Have you ever had a time where you, like, butted heads with somebody when it came to, like, dates, having the same date, throwing a party on the same day? Yeah. Always. <laughs> we all always throw parties on the same day. But I don't think it's throwing heads. I think it's just... uh you know, friendly competition, uh, positive. What I don't know what you would call it. it they talk shit. Everybody talks shit. <laughs> like, oh, every, what we do, and that's why too. I was telling you know a friend of mine like, I understand why women don't get in this industry because they're emotional, and a lot of the things they mess with dudes and their egos. They mess with each other egos, but at the end of the day, they understand like this is a business. You if, you don't, if you don't, if you don't make, make it happen, money. I'm gonna make it happen. So it's like at the end of the day, I might be, you know, that day. Look, you pay for the, I pay for go to stay. You play for the Cavs. You know what I'm saying? I'm Steph Curry, you LeBron. We beefing, but outside of the game, Yo, look, 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 outside of the game, we, you know, we friends. You wanted a great team. I'm wanted a great team. That's what it is. Like. We get on the court. But when we are, look, your party, we Christmas play. night, and my party, Christmas night, I don't want to talk to you. Don't call me. Don't send me a boomerang of your shit popping <laughs> if my shit empty. <laughs> like, don't talk to me for three days. <laughs> so that's how we be. I didn't beat people out of, out of this. Shit was empty and my shit was packed and it felt good. <laughs> But when it's the you other way, when it's, well, yeah, when it, I'm boomeranging everything, Joseph. But when around, it's the other way around, she, she's like, on Instagram. <laughs> I'm not on the page private. But I love Girl. it though. We, we, I feel like we. It's a time we pushing each other. Like you better come with it. You gotta out everybody. You know, you gotta think. You gotta do what's different. But that's why I stand out too. I feel like I always try to do something that haven't been done. 
silent from my silent parties to I just do a lot of things that I feel like are very innovative. I don't try to do something that's already been done. I'm not. I never. I've never done an all white party. Like I've never done that because it's already <laughs> been done like thirty million times. I'm just not gonna do it. So you wouldn't do an all white? No shade to nobody. It's always she said she's no, innovative, saying, so like, she don't want to do stuff that people are already doing. She don't want to do a white linen night. <laughs> I don't want to do a white. Exactly. Like I'm just saying. Like are you that. trying to be? What you trying to do? What you trying I to just, do? I asked the you, question. You're not even talking about I clothes, huh? No, I was talking about because I can't trust you. I was talking. I, I can't trust you. Was that sexual tea? What was that? Anyway, that was, that was weird. We not throwing all white party. I didn't say an all <laughs> white party. Oh, this guy. Why do I like off white party? Off white. Why I come here? I like off white. So what's next? Oh. Is it a good, oh, look, it's perfect time. <laughs> look, right here. I'm, you, I'm, I'm good at this shit, chat. I'm telling you, I should do this for a living. I really should. That is next. But What's aren't next? You, oh, don't you have, like, working on, uh, don't you do, like, hookah? All right, like, fuck it. Yes. What's now? I have three businesses. <laughs> should we mind now, or are you going to share? Um, so, my production company, which is the events and the concerts, I also started my hookah company, which is... Floor Day Hookah, and I'm also a brand rep for um, Urban Face, which is a silent party, uh, silent headphone company. So are the headphones loud? No. Silent. I mean, you could turn, your volume is your preference. It's on your head. Like, when you was, you couldn't hear me when I first walked in, when you had your headphones in. I, I All you had to do you. was low. But I told y'all, I can't hear you. You could do the and, same thing. You then, want... I, I, then I took them out, and then I was like, hey, I'm about to go unlock the door for you guys. And y'all walked away. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I knew she was coming from exactly the back. That's just Whoa. exactly what happened. But yeah. So I even told you, I can't hear you. How are they going? Everything is doing um, well. I try to, I try to spend time with each of them. You know, a hundred percent. Because that's what I think is the hardest thing when you're kind of doing multiple things and also still trying to, right now I'm trying to sell my property that I invested in. So, you know, along with doing side things, I try to find time to focus on, like, my big concert coming up. Also still trying to find time. I got a a listening party coming up Friday, which he's using the headphones. Just trying to keep up with the bookings, you know, just making sure I'm not getting overwhelmed and just kind of like pushing everything and making sure the products are being used and they're not just sitting there because I don't want that to happen either. Like I'm so focused on one thing, I forget that I have two other, you know, products that I have to offer to people. So that's kind of where I'm at, just kind of find a, trying to find a balance more so and not feel like one is more important than the other. Because right now, I do feel like my production company is just my full focus. It's just my baby. It's just what I've been working on since 2014 so it's just what I I love but I did have the other opportunities to do these things so I want to I don't want that to go to you know under the radar yeah so that's that'll be what's next for you balance um yeah I, I guess what's next for me is a team um just making sure I'm at a space where I can afford to uh build a solid team with every situation so that all of them can be successful. So that that's that's my main thing. And when you say a team, you you mean you know, I guess a group of individuals like my team. You won't get these people. You might you might know them from the streets, or you might have grew up with them in the streets. But you don't you don't really want a street team. You kind of want like a couple maybe one or two more. I thought she was starting from the ground up. I mean, she came through. She she didn't she didn't she she built the foundation already. So we out the streets. Yeah. So you looking for another? Morgan or some it's somebody kind of, who's somebody passionate similar. about the situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not too many people that's probably passionate about a silent headphone part. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they probably like Man, let me what is you. that? But they do have some the people who bass, like bro, the bass. I want, you know, who already throwing parties and stuff like I want my people to be on the head, you know, to experience this party. It was nothing like it. But at the same time, it's like finding those people, it takes time. It's like he's like everybody don't want to throw events. Everybody not made to. I know people who tried to, and 
It worked out one time for their birthday, and then after that, it didn't work out. <laughs> Can't get nobody to come. I didn't throw 15 parties. So right. Oh, man, I thought I had turn, something. Turn the boomerang off. <laughs> for real, that's me. You just start taking still images with the camera moving, so it look like it's a lot of people, but it's a lot of lights. Yeah, that's that promoter picture, right? That's what mm-hmm. you call that. You got to be slick. Got to get them in. It's popping. Pull up. Everybody named Mo showed up. No, it was just your Mo that showed up. Right. That give you anxiety every time. What would you tell the youth, like kids that may want to do this one day? Like, what it, what what advice would you give them? Stay out the streets. They gotta start in the street teams. <laughs> they gotta start in. The, they don't have to start there, I guess. Because I feel like we more open to giving a blueprint. Like you don't gotta start with passing out flyers. I mean, I still do it because. New Orleans, we just kind of behind on everything. Somebody do it because they be at seasons. All I have is all under my windshield white. Right, we, we still have to do it. All in my door. We still Ain't have to do it here in New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh, my God. I yeah. wish I could just post it on social media one time and then the whole city come out. Right? I popped my hood. One was on my engine. But you need I, that. I, I now, you know, now you know what's going on. <laughs> no, I'm not going to the all red party. I'm not doing that. All red with the black stripe down the middle. If I'm you don't have the black it. stripe down the middle, you can't get in I'm for not sixteen dollars. You can't get in. Thirty-six birthday party. <laughs> I'm tired. I don't go out on thirty-six. Is Kiki thirty-six or underscore thirty-six? I don't know what the flyers is. Underscore right. thirty-six. Because if it's underscore, I know who you' talking about. It's gonna be popping. You wow. It's gonna. Be... What advice would you? Don't listen to this dude. <laughs> oh Lord. What you, What advice would you give to the kids? Um. I guess just have your get your business together. Take your time and um make sure you know what you want. I guess this entertainment industry is so many avenues that you can take. So I don't want to tell somebody like I don't know which route they would like to take once they get in this industry. You know they can go to manager right. You will be a manager of a venue and do the bookings or. You can be the promoter, or you can be the bartender. You can be the server. You, it, it's just so many avenues that once you get in the entertainment industry, if you love it, you kind of just want to feel and see. You know, you can go to festival route. You can go to, you know, the concerts and events like how I do. I mean, it's it's so many avenues. So it's just like once you find what you love, just kind of educate yourself about it and then get your business together. So that way, when you go to people, you like, I got my stuff stuff together mm-hmm. and i know what i'm doing i got my resume baby i got my resume boo nah. i mean and then your resume in this city too in this industry your resume is the word of mouth yeah. your resume is good business do good yeah. business so, if you say that, something definitely. like you have to definitely like produce that you have to do what you say and I mean, that's I try to express that to people every time. Like, if you say something, you have to stand on. If you commit to something, follow through with it because that's the only way people are gonna trust you and trust what you have going on. Um, and like you said, people respect that here in New Orleans, and that travels. That word of mouth travels really fast. People know what's going on in New Orleans. Believe it or not, they sure do. They Everybody know. know everything. They know. They so see. look, let New Orleans know, uh, or the portion of New Orleans that's listening, or that may be listening. Just again, back to my question: What's next? Look, it popped up again. Look at this shit. I am good. I what's am that? fucking good. What is? I am. So the I next thing I'm doing is another. Um, so it's the second annual Ladies Night Out. So those who are not familiar with the first one, I did Trina. Dude, this At is Eiffel. Come on, Trina. Uh, she knows she the baddest, the baddest bitch. Done? I did. It was really dope. It was fun. It was cool. That was the first ladies' night out. So now it's the second annual ladies' night out with my guy Dave East. He's performing live. He's also hosting. So he's gonna be hanging out, taking pictures, meeting the artists in the city. city. <laughs> Crips and Bloods are together. This is true. They cool now, Crips you know. Crips in the city. Man. <laughs> Man. R.I.P. Nip. Go cool now. But yeah, so this the next. This one of my, one of my biggest concerts. You excited? So I am excited for you. You nervous? I'm not nervous. I think that went out the window two years ago. <laughs> Being nervous. Long time ago. I got to just work. You That's all. Scared. I'm just like, oh, I see a person. What you doing? August twenty third. Come through. Like nervous? That's out the window until the day of. 
I get a little, a little bit of anxiety. Yeah, a little. I'll just be like, Ooh, ah, Ooh, they gonna, it's they happening. gonna show it's up. Happening. They bought a ticket. <laughs> do we have a cap? Like, do you care about that? Like, you know, how some people like, man, I bought this ticket, but it was only fifteen dollars. I'm tired. I ain't like going. Do oh. like, you want the people to like? Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, right? Like, people, people do that and. Like, we try to base our numbers off, you know, I mean, the money made once you pay, like, of course, it sends you right then and there, no refunds from a Mark W production. But, um, the fact that- So, no I, refunds from a Mark Right, w you understand that. So, don't y'all pay y'all $15 and don't come. I want y'all to come. But, yeah, like, people don't show up. And sometimes numbers lie. I've had, well, two people bought it. And I get to the event, and they got a line down the street. I'm like, oh, my team called, blowing my phone up. I'm like, oh, they like, oh, where you at the section here? I'm like, a section here? Okay. <laughs> so New Orleans is, and that's why a lot of big companies don't come here, which we can talk about that too. A lot of corporate companies don't come to New Orleans because the numbers don't right. add up. Um, they're very finicky with, with, you know, with pre-sales they buy, you know, Buy a ticket, don't show up. You know what I'm saying? It's just a lot of a lot of downfalls with numbers here, you know. In which I'm blessed to say, like, ninety percent of my events, you're not gonna ever show up and nobody's there. Like, I, not at least for the last two years, a hundred percent. But you know, before that, I, I took some time where I was like, oh dang, nobody in here is who. But. <laughs> It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. Like, oh my God, this girl ain't have a soul show up. But I mean, that happens. But like I said, while it's finicky with those numbers, they just they want what they want. They want what they want. They want it. There's so many moving parts in the city. It's always some shit happening. So it's if you got some like three options, stuff going on, always... I'm glad. I'm glad y'all bought that. Bought this up because this brings me to. Here she goes. She one the segue queen. She the fucking. About. We she don't even discuss topics no more. Look, We're not even on the same team no okay. more. Okay. So, you know, at first on Twitter, they were doing the, your unpopular opinion. And now they have, like, another thing. It's, it's uh, what is this shit called? But pretty much it means your unpopular opinion. Hmm. So, everybody knows what an unpopular opinion is. Some shit that you feel like that the rest of the world probably just be like, huh, I don't feel like that. Right. Yes. Uh-huh, or some it. shit that'll cause like, some, my life is based off a fucking right? unpopular it'll, opinion. It'll make you like, what the fuck? Like something you shouldn't say. Something that everybody know, but Story like nobody ain't going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking, I'm like, oh, we got two business owners going to be on here today. Well, you always on here. I, I kind of work here. <laughs> so what is y'all's unpopular opinion about the black consumer? I don't want to talk about that on camera, but I will. Jeez, not even camera. We got a microphone, too. <laughs> they do not like to pee. <laughs> they do they not like to like pay to people spin. they know. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> black wrote, people don't like to spend with black people. Uh, they the biggest consumer. So what, Gucci? Oh, Louis. The people they don't know. Fendi? The people they do not know. So that, that, was another, that was another concern for me, too, was like... Prior to social media, putting giving people a platform to be funny and likable, and then producing a brand—that's a way to go. Definitely, that's why I always, I always tell people, social media is a change of life for a lot of people. It's different. It's something I didn't have coming up and trying to be a business person. But I'm it's, old. But it's fuck? like, and even still, I feel like I'm not that interesting of a person. I'm not that funny. I'm not that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not. I'm not about to be on social. So it's like cool for people like me. You know what I'm saying? Who still I'm business oriented and still want a business. Like support that. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to know me personally. You don't have to know who I'm did. You don't have to know me personally for you to support my brand. But. It, the reality of it is that's how they feel. So a lot of the times I'll be wanting to start a brand and just let that brand do what it do. But sometimes it don't work like that. Like I already started my production company. It was already me. So it's like they want more of that. It's like, are you going to, if I'm not going to be at the event. They're not coming. What? They not coming. <laughs> I swear people will really be like, where you at? Like, why you, why you not here? Be them paid to get in and everything. Talking or not paid, shit. whatever. Girl, she ain't even she in ain't this She ain't even bitch. show up. Like, I'm the artist. She ain't even her own shit. For facts. 
Why would you I throw swear. a party and not come? No lie, not even to like break names up, but like ex Larry, like bro, people go to his restaurant and sweat if he my dude not there, he really get calls and texts. Like <laughs> I know this for facts. Like we didn't been around each other. He like, nigga, wonder why I'm not at the restaurant. Like you know, and it's cool. We we built our brands on being ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Morgan Walker Productions. So we did that to ourselves. We put ourselves in that position. But it's like, damn. Can y'all pay for the event knowing that it might not be me, but it might be me? Nah. They like, look, we need to you know gotta if it's you. Gotta yeah, we up. need to know if it's you. You ain't end up in real party. You kind of sign yourself up to just automatically be the celebrity guest. Thanks. Every time. Every you kind of just automatic. You got to do a walkthrough. It's in your contract. Your own contract that you make your damn self, that you agree to. Yeah. You got to cook your food at your <laughs> restaurant kinda, that you... That's, you yeah, gotta be there every day. Like, so you're not cooking? No. Like, I wonder if they did that. They did that to Dookie Chase, probably. Probably. Rest in peace. R.I.P. <laughs> like, where she at? She not here? Well, this ain't even why. Well, why they call it Dookie Chase's <laughs> then? Motherfucker, she put the bricks in the walls. That's why. What do you mean? Right. So, that, you know, perspective. So, what's yours, Desmond? What's your own popular thing? I agree. I kind of. Second, that is just—I guess it's just—it's the same. I and I—I'm <laughs> trying to get specific, I guess, because it's kind of—it's one of them things. Black people think they got a lot more money than they have, especially in this line of work. It's—it's mm, it's funny, and I—I I guess I just try to deal. So are, you, I, are you saying that? The when somebody comes to you for something and they t- you tell them a price, they're like, "Oh no, I wanted to spend fifteen hundred. Are they trying to get something for cheap? Are you, is I that just, what you're I saying? I think it's maybe you just want to get something for cheap, or just I don't, I don't, I don't really understand. And it's a, I don't, I, I'd rather not elaborate. I guess in this sense on numbers, but I, I feel like I set up numbers personally to be as inclusive and as close to just the average consumer's budget as possible. I'd really do it on like intentionally. Um, and like I said, as inclusive, like I try to give you everything I possibly can for as cheap as I possibly can to alleviate your stresses and mine. Cause the more I can control, the better I can make an event for you or whatever. People always like to take that as, are oh, you trying to beat me or whatever, whatever. And it's not that it's more so like, nah, I'm actually trying to like save you a dime, but, you rather nickel and dime me, so long term you spend a whole lot more money. Whatever, I don't, it's, it's it's just it's weird, I guess. And the numbers that I produce are like really reasonable numbers, but just on paper or however they're perceived, maybe because it's me, it's always like nah, that's that's too high. But like, all right, cool. I'm actually beating myself over the head giving you these numbers, but you know, it's business and it's it's entertaining. Dang, y'all. I agree. I ain't starting no business. It's tough. It's not as easy as it, it seems to be. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like he said, you you make it work because it's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I do the same thing. I mean, I have a concert ticket going for $15. That's not something I would want to. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Honestly, you but gotta get an early bird I special. Have, I have to do it. You know what I'm saying? And I understand that. That's what that's what I chose to do. So tickets tickets will prices will go up because tickets are selling as they should. Yes, <laughs> come on. But yeah, prices going up. Like you said, I want everybody to be there. I don't want anybody to feel like they're excluded from this situation. Everybody, I sh- everybody should attend this event because it's gonna be. Like I said, I always try to do things different. It's going to be a different setup from what they normally see when they go inside a masquerade. Um, hmm. I'm going to have every section comes with its own personal blue. security guard. It is going to be blue lights only. I mean, oh. I'm catering also to my artists that I'm bringing in. So like, that's why you, that's why you're at this mic with the blue white, just you so know he knows real. You know, what's going you know, on? So like, you can post this and you can show it to him. Like, listen... East. Like, look, we showing you love here. Straight like that. Bang, bang. And we doing a Nipsey Hustle tribute. Um, you gonna have a hologram? Huh? Gonna, we gonna put on a few songs. Oh, they're gonna have a hologram. I'm about to say. Not a hologram. Pop gonna come <laughs> up. Look, 
maybe two years from now, you know, that hologram kind of expensive. You gotta jump on. But now we gonna put on a few Nipsey songs. You know, that was a real close friend of his, so yeah, it's only right. It's going down. Yeah, and New Orleans did a little one two for Nipsey. Yeah, we. We we've been showing, we've been showing love right, across exactly. the across so the nation. We, we did got the, one the of his right hand mans in the city, so we gotta. It's only right. Show him like we we mess with the movement and the marathon continues. Uh, you heard that, Devin? I think we're. This guy talking about we get out of here. Why you let her come? <laughs> we really gonna have to get that security guard we were talking about though. We need it. <laughs> the security guard. Security guard is her cousin. I don't know what he feel about oh, no. tackling her. Josh, man, look, Josh about whatever. He's not going to put her out. Josh about whatever. She out of here. Huh? Three strikes. Man, disgusting. So you got the Davies concert coming up. Um, Beyond Davies, um, what, what, where does Morgan see herself? Um. I want to say I want to start with short term, but what's your some of your short term or one of your short term goals um, that you're looking to as far as the brand goes? Like, what, what's something that you're looking to do in the near future? Um, a festival. I I started one. It I just had to start it, but it, it wasn't. I worked for other festivals. I worked for Essence. I worked for the Nola Caribbean Festival. I worked for other big festivals here in New Orleans. So it wasn't where I needed it to be. So with that being said, that's something I want to keep pursuing and make sure I execute it right this time. But it was successful. It just wasn't festival. It was still, I'm still, I need to learn a little bit more about the concert production, sound systems and, you know, different little things that I'm trying to add to that aspect of it. And then I can do bigger things like festivals and stuff. And of course, like you said, like longer terms, just having my own venue, that's the ultimate goal. What kind of venue would you be looking for? Like multi-purpose, uh, multi-purpose. club, wedding? Nightclub, wedding, a metro, but <laughs> mine, but better and bigger. And just, just my own. <laughs> hotel everything I, I guess with 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 that being said what part of the city would you see you could see just your headquarters as far as your venue uh new orleans east hmm. for me that's where i'm from and everything i do i'm gonna like i'm gonna have a big building in new orleans like yes in the east. You my high rise building is gonna be in like morgan morgan walker towers mm. it's gonna be well oh, what exit? in new orleans east. what exit bullard oh you know <laughs> Just give me a little depth, a little bit. You about to cry? Look at Adam. There we go. The East, I got us. Okay? Everybody be like, ah, hold it down for the time. We the East, we, we going to rise. Sure. Would you, would that be considered the East of... piece? Mm, <laughs> East piece. That's the way. You was an East piece. <laughs> you was an East piece. You was once an East piece. Don't do that. Nah. I but I yeah. I said that in the song one time. You was an East piece? East side. We do this. This nigga is still what? a beast out the east. <laughs> don't don't still come your ass in here with that. I was a beast out the east. Wolverine boy, stupid ass. Stupid hyena head ass. Speaking of such, Lion King. Straight from Lion King. He came from the premier Lion King. That's why he late. Talking was, about him and Josh was on Pride Rock. That's what they call him, Pride Rock. He gonna do this for the Super Dog. Still got all my credentials. I was working yeah, at the Super Yeah, what? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Me, yes, uh-uh. What? Nigga, I, like, I, can park. I, can, I, I bet I ain't paying for parking, though. You gonna get a ticket. He got his little band on and everything. I see you. Look, so oh, we not gonna show. talk about The Lion King because I don't want no spoiler reports because I ain't fucking... A spoiler uh, report? Spoiler. It's the same movie that was not Spoiler alerts. I don't give a fuck. Yes, it was. What are you, I heard you they gave it? Nala some extra lines, some, some a little what story line. What they have to do with anything? The everything. same people died. The same... Man, the I, shit is the Mufasa probably <laughs> fell like in a different <laughs> angle or some this, shit, man. You tripping? The same nah, it tripping. was the same thing. That was my favorite movie as a child. Let me tell you, the only thing that's different is that the shit is legit zoo animals talking. That shit look real. And let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> zoom, in, zoom, zoom in on this. <laughs> Get the fuck zoom, out of here. Zoom the fucking oh, on this. Oh no! Listen, this movie ain't for your four-year-old, two-year-old child. I was out with to see that bitch, and it had Whoa. a two-year-old. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. 
They had a two-year-old. That little boy cried the whole Oh, no. Movie so you got to understand. And screamed mommy the whole movie. You got to... I'm either going, excuse me, you motherfuckers got to leave. I'm throwing it shit at them the whole It ain't the cartoons, y'all. It ain't for your toddlers. It's real, it's real see, animals getting it popping. Let them see Jason Weaver. Jason Weaver? You know Jason Weaver was the singer for the Simba. You know? Never mind. Jason Weaver, that nigga. Oh, anyway, this ain't for them. Okay? It is for the mature people who were right. alive mm-hmm. when the shit came Talk out. to them. That would be Preach. Me I was alive. All right. I'm mature. Mm. I'm the people. Mm. The people is me. Wow. The shit's for me. <sighs> had to get that out there. I just had to fucking say that. I'm pissed. My dog went on so, a whole fucking grown so up upset. Lion King rant. Look at her face. She like, that shit happened for real. I was so That shit upset. happened for real. She said it was going to happen and it happened. I was, she was so upset. That. She just was, oh, wait a minute. Oh, she just erupted. Just, because that was the, legit look, so, my so, movie. So what I just got from that was fuck two-year-olds in the movie theaters trying to watch Lion King. No, I love children. Fuck the parents. I love children. Nah, nah, you can say fuck them. You can say fuck the two-year-olds when they're in the movie theater. Not when they leave, though. Yeah, it's not Get your little fucking two-year-old ass out the movie theater with your little whiny fucking and all fucking noise. If you go see it, the shit is real. It's real animal. That's what I'm saying. So when they were like roaring and shit, he's like, ah! I was like, Usher, go fucking get him. I was tempted to go get the Usher. They call me U-S-H-E. Just bump right out of their seats. Shut the fuck up. Fuck them two yours and fuck Desmond. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> fuck Desmond. Damn. He is a two-year-old. Nah. Hey, hello. Hello. And walking. What? What did you think Full about? grill. I'm so sorry. I went on a tangent. That was my bad. I've been holding that in since Thursday. <laughs> that shit is not good for your heart. It's, it's not good it's for your heart. It's been since Thursday. Oh, Lord. I missed the first 40 minutes. Getting concessions for the kids. What? I took my little cousin, so. I mean, you got that late. Oh, yeah, I went to the first day it came out. Which one was it? It wasn't even crowded. It was I the went second the day. day. It wasn't But I went to the wrong theater. Who you went to? Elmwood. That's where mm. I went. Everybody That's why the crowded ass little kids was there. They was there. Mm-mm. See? They must have went twice. Fuck he didn't turn. see it the first time. Mm. It was, was the second day. Now you had to go back. Little boy. I, I do wish I would have saw him when the lights came on. Oh, look at me. I do got an appointment for seven, dude. Ooh, we, I guess we, I, we got two minutes. Two minutes? She over there pulling up split ends. <laughs> she not. <laughs> yeah, you sure. They got this lady. They got this. Shout this. out to Ashley Crawford. One time for the one time. Shout out to Ashley Crawford. Shout That's enough about they the Lion King. I love the Lion King. I so loved I. it. I still loved it. I, I got to say Aladdin. They got this lady. It was good. I, I, I loved it. That's I might go see a lad when I leave here. Fuck y'all. You gonna go see? Uh, yeah. I love the Lion King. They have this lady, y'all. This is about how people, how white people just be doing all type of shit. White people? What? Oh, black people already did this shit. They have a lady. Her name is Sarah mm-hmm. Lindenberg. Sarah Lindenberg is selling a silk bonnet for Bird. $95. <laughs> how many damn bonnets they got on earth? That they put her on the cover of like the newspaper to give her a shout out for selling this silk bonnet. And people are gonna buy it. People are, bu- it's called Nightcap. <laughs> the slogan is your most self care needed item. You know, she trying to get the niggas money. Sure, I bet you they will buy that. It got a little boat, it got a little bonnet. They don't need nobody. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's for It's for the brown girls. It's for the, it's for the brown skin girls, like Beyonce says for them. That's what it's for. We want them to buy. So they really culturally appropriating bonnets, my nigga. Are unculturally appropriated bonnets. They doing it's a do rags. Don't be coming up for women. Y'all got them uh, designer do rags. Who I got can to show you a design a do-rag right now? A little um claw, what it is? That's Bel- what what is a, that velvet? That's what they got. For 95. That's what they got one, because his waves would be on swim. Right now they on. <laughs> they want me to want to see it. <laughs> oh. Help me. We know somebody right not coming up back. 
They're on rescue. <laughs> no, David Hasselhoff, you know, how he was running on Baywatch. Baywatch? Yeah, because you need help. Damn. You <gasps> Damn, brother. Now, Adam, Adam, we got a fresh haircut. Look at him. Oh, had to go, had to go in a Superdome. I'm working. Credentials. <laughs> I'm gonna call him. Le credentials. Hi, my name is Adam. My friends call me Cred. Credentials. Who you with? What? I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to be here. Yes. I, I love a credential tree. Look at it. <laughs> she just went on a little rampage right quick. I'm gonna let you have that one too. We gotta take this picture though. That was funny. Better go. Let's get it. Anything in the last minute? Nope. We're going to cut All your right. whole interview out. Ah! Do you want to be interviewed next? <laughs> Don't do me that. I will say, um, uh, I don't fucking know. Thank you, Morgan. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you for coming for out. You dropped um, a lot of knowledge. The food is great. Appreciate that. It was uh-huh. just, like just that, tired. That B-roll, the food was great. It was tired, as T was saying. We can we have it at the festival that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Get your, get your I'm going to be the mail buddy. For your tent. Oh, I'm going to need you. I Approve know. all my permits. I know, sis. Approve them right away. Check. Walk them right through. Dog, oh, I am sick. Listen, well, man, just food, remember, you cannot be, be the a foundation <laughs> if you're crumbling. <laughs> and if you listen to the podcast, I want to say I appreciate you. And I want you to hold your head up. Stay strong. You're the future. Holla at your boy, T T T Pie. Bye. Fuck that, man. Sick of shit. Bye.